God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people are about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. We are back on the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. It was a big week, D. Welch of racing, especially on Flow. Um, as, well, it rained out uh, the majority of the Weikert Memorial at Port Royal. But we did finally race. And what a feature it was last night on Flow uh, between... Anthony Macri, who was banging down the boards, and the legendary Lance DeWeese. Did you watch it? You watch? Was did you watch the highlights at least? Uh, did you watch the event? I did see it. Yep, it was uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. It was, and uh, I love you know love Port Royal. I mean that place is um, about as good as it gets. You know for a wing sprint car, and that that didn't disappoint for big money. Are you back on? I mean, are you going to be going with me to port? I mean, I'm going to be at the Tuscarora 50. I mean, is that something that you want to go party it up and uh, attend? Or or, or or do you have a big boy schedule this, you know, that time? It's Labor Day. Are you going to be at Darlington? No, I have a wedding that weekend, though, so I can't go. Oh, boy. Who's getting married? A friend of mine from college. Oh, dear Lord. Ball State Cardinal? Uh-oh. Trouble. Yeah, Cardinal. What's going? Where you know do you live? Sirens? Where do you live? Right on, right on a busy, right on a busy road. So there's all kinds of nonsense that goes on in my right outside my house. Um. Well, it, it, have you ever told this story? I don't know if this was all you know for public consumption or not. You and Hannah got pulled over one time because they thought you were, you know, you guys were were a little riffraff in the neighborhood, didn't you? <laughs> on the way home oh, one yeah. time, you, so that, they thought you were like was, drug uh, sellers or something. That was at our old house. Yeah, we we were pulled into our our driveway basically, and a, a cop pulled us over because somebody in our neighborhood was running like a you know drug kingpin like two <laughs> houses down from us or something. And so they were basically just you know we were we came home late, so they were like suspicious of why we were late, and they pulled us over. And they're like, oh uh, yeah, somebody's selling drugs in your neighborhood, so we're just like being extra extra precautionary. So that was cool. But we've we've since moved moved out of that neighborhood. That's right, you moved. I forgot. I, I haven't been to the old new, the new casa yet. Um, but you're on a busy road, huh? That's that's cool. No, um, we had a lot. We had some parties at the old house a few times. We did. Just a few. We've had some here too, but you're you're out of town all the time now. You keep saying that you want me to go, come to Charlotte. I just left Charlotte. Like, why why would I drive all the way back down there? Because it's fun. There's no sprint cars down there. Well, you can fly to sprint car races. You fly from Michigan. Not really anymore. I'm mostly driving. 
taking the old uh, the old Shasta to the campgrounds. You'll be heading to the racetrack here soon, I think. She's working. Yeah. What's up, Hannah? She's off to the Motor Racing Network to do her own show. We got to do a, a live uh, picture in picture between the old coast to coast show. Now that Kyle Ricky works for Flow basically now on staff at Stafford. Yeah, we can do a little cr- cross promotion. Do a little cross promotion with the Stafford Speedway. Uh, old Kyle Ricky has been doing some pit reporting. He's doing some previews and stuff for us. Their content's doing very well over at Stafford. And uh, Kyle Ricky of the Motor Racing Network hosts a show with Dylan's girlfriend, Hannah Newhouse, uh, at the Motor Racing Network, uh, coast to coast. All right, let's talk about some more racing as we get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. And Jason, um, the owner, well, part owner of Sun Dollar Restoration, has never texted me his hat shakes this week. Um, I, I mentioned his last week, you know, because of course he's have won the $26,000, you know, race Rudine foundation event at Kokomo speedway. They only raced one all-star race this week, Dylan Welch, but it was Lance DeWeese going back to victory lane. He's somewhere in the mid one hundreds of wins at Port Royal. He has a hundred at Williams Grove. It's safe to say Lance DeWeese is one of the greatest sprint car drivers of all time, at least coming from Pennsylvania. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, one of, one of the best, even outside of PA. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's, a, you know, I think is as well known and successful as, as you can get. And, you know, sure, he hasn't, um, you know, hasn't had the kind of success maybe that you would, you know, classify him as a, you know, Steve Kinzer or Sammy Swindell. But, um you know, it's not like he's been racing against a bunch of, you know, 360s or something. I mean, he's, you know, he's out there in PA against some of the toughest competition in the country, and he's the best. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely Hall of Fame worthy. Macri gets a look at the Sun Dollar Hat Shake of the Week for the performance that he put banging down the boards and never giving up uh, in that feature. Fun to watch at Port Royal Speedway is the concrete kid, but uh, Macri was pounding down the fence. If he didn't hit the wall, um, likely wins that race. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was on a rail. He was, he was coming and uh, I saw some people, you know, tweeting about it and stuff too, but uh, you know, Port Royal installed that fence off of four that separates, you know, the push off shoot basically from the pits uh, and it caught that wheel, you know, that, that got sheared off when he hit the wall and basically saved it from, you know, going flying into the, you know, people. So, um, you know, kudos to, to everybody there at port for, uh, you know, continuing to set the bar for, uh, you know, for dirt track racing across the country, you know, in, in a safety aspect, but, you know, just facilities aspect too. Um, you know, cause those are the kind of things that, you know, you maybe think you don't need to spend money on, but you do. And then, you know, it maybe saves a lives or you know a live or two like like it did you know potentially this weekend so uh you know kudos to those guys that could have been very bad and i completely agree with you that deserves uh a hat shake for sure hat flying everywhere tonight but uh the dude the tire going off at that coming off of the race car was going at a pretty good rate of speed towards the grandstands and that fence was strong enough to bounce the tire back into the racetrack and hit no one. Didn't even hit a race car. 
So um, fortunate for that fence and, and, and the structure that Port Royal Speedway continues to upgrade their facilities. One of the greatest facilities in all of sprint car racing right now. It's not even close. I mean, Knoxville, Knoxville and Eldora are comparable to, to Port Royal, Royal Speedway right now. I put those three right now on a pedestal. You know, the Lawrenceburg Speedway is great, too. Um, there's a bunch of other great facilities. But right now, when it comes to safety and improvements for their facilities, those are the facilities right now that are top-notch. Um, Terre Haute Action Track, the Chrissy Bear. Chris Windham wins the USAC National Sprint Car Series race. It is his third Tony Holman Classic, which is now tied for um, the most all-time, D. Welch. Big win for your old Chrissy Bear. What would you think of the move? Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, he and Justin Grant, uh, you know, made contact. But um, – and people are going to, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that have – you know, their, their minds made up about Chris and, and how he races or what kind of driver he is. But, um, you know, I, I loved that on Twitter afterwards that, uh, you know, Justin basically was like, Hey, that's racing, you know, like it's, that's part of it. You know, it's two guys that are, that are going after it and respect each other. And, and sometimes stuff like that happens. So I, I appreciated that from Justin, you know, who obviously could have been, uh, you know, could have been pissed off and probably had a right to be, but, uh, you know, he and he and Chris were adults about it, which was nice to see for a change. Um, you know, those two guys usually, um, you know, here lately have have, you know, grown up and, and have a have a good head on their shoulders. And, you know, there's there's other guys that maybe wouldn't have handled it. And, and kudos to both of those guys for for dealing with that the way they did. Fortunately or unfortunately, um, I guess, fortunately, for those who um didn't want to see um, cooler heads prevail. Well, I guess wanted to see cooler heads prevail, which did ultimately happen. Uh, they were both NASCARs, D. Welch. I mean, I think if Grant isn't running a NASCAR, uh, that easily boils over there. I mean, they're not like huge friends. They're not like great friends. They're not exactly pen pals, uh, if you will. I so, I mean, I think NOS, you know, I think NOS probably played, a, a, you know, a part in there, um, you know, because I think Grant would ultimately have been mad. But at the same time, Watching it live, Grant was racing Wyndham pretty damn hard. Like, I mean, you know, I think Wyndham made a slight mistake, if you will, but he's racing him just as hard as he thought as Justin. Yeah, and that's what Justin said. But I don't think the NOS has anything to do with it. I don't, it wouldn't matter if those guys were, I mean, they're not teammates, first of all. I mean, they have the same sponsor, but they're not teammates. So I don't think that had anything to do with it. I just think it was, they both, you know, Justin more so realized that, you know, yeah, he had raced Chris hard. Uh, and, you know, while he, I'm sure he didn't want to get knocked out of the way the way he did, that's part of it sometimes, you know, I, mean, I, I don't remember exactly what Justin's tweet was, but, you know, it was something along the lines of, you know, that you have to drive these cars on the ragged edge and so hard. And, you know, sometimes stuff like that happens, you know, it's, and, you know, I'm sure Chris didn't, you know, Chris knows the consequences of Terre Haute, you know, better than anybody. And I'm sure he didn't go down in there and intend to drive into the side of him because he knows what can happen. So it was just a product, I think, of those guys literally just racing each other hard. And again, you know, it's it's a testament to both of them and their composure that, you know, they didn't end up rolling around on the front stretch trying to kill each other, you know, because there's other guys that would have <laughs> done that and, and would have and, you know would have had had the right to but um the nos doesn't nos doesn't have anything to do with it you know i don't think you know i don't think they care 
who wins, you know, as long as one of the cars wins, I don't think Lauren really cares that much. So, um, you know, yeah, I think it's just, it was just a product of those guys just racing hard and they have enough respect for each other that, you know, whether they're friends or not, they respect each other. They race each other 90 times a year in all three series. So, um, you know, they get it. And I, I, I applaud that. If you're going to roll around on the front stretch, make sure the cameras are rolling and we're selling tickets. That's, there's no question about that. I think it was, um, Pat Sullivan, uh, Dr. Pat Sullivan, um, who said, you know, that was an instant classic at Terre Haute. There have been some tremendous, tremendous sprint car series races at the Terre Haute action track. Of course, you know, probably the home track of USAC sprint car racing. I mean, if you think USAC sprint car racing, you think of the Terre Haute action track and that race instantly became a classic, um, this weekend. And it began the month of May. That was, um, a big week of Memorial day you know, weekend week of racing. Uh, let's, let's move on to the next one. Uh, so Larson, uh, went and cherry picked atomic speedway and, and, and got his victory. Congratulations. But I mean, I know you won the Coke 600, which was boring. Um, but, uh, you know, you're back to your winning ways. That's, that's good. Right. I mean, um, you know, blew a corner at uh, Daytona, let Seabell win there, but, uh, finally get back to, well, no, I'm just kidding. Finally get back to win and Larson wins an atomic, and I can't put on that front forever. Uh, Larson gets back to winning uh, with the, with the win in Atomic, a big payday, fast 410 Sprint Car Series, and he ended up winning uh, the Coke 600 and the World of Outlaws event at Lawrenceburg. He's he's going to be all right, D. Welch. I think he's going to make it. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll uh, he'll be fine. I think uh, I think he's back to I think he's I think he's better than he was you know before 2020. And he's in a you know he's obviously in a better Cup car, but. Um, you know, I think, I think his confidence is back. I think, you know, you know, people have forgiven him and are cheering for him. And, and I think he's, he's thriving on that. I'm never forget. I'm never going to forgive my wife. Uh, we were driving the camper up to go camping this weekend in Northern Michigan. And I said, I need to stop at the casino and put money on Larson. He's plus seven fifty. Um, this was before he even won the poll. I'm like, he's going to win the Coke 600. And he, before he even won the poll, and we didn't put money on him, and I, of course, I lost. Um, man, what a payday that could have been! Uh, thanks, wife, for um, not supporting my gambling addiction. Uh, I appreciate that, um, and I hope you watch this. Tyler Rorick, non-wing four ten sprint car series winner at Anderson, the Little Five Hundred. Congratulations to Tyler Rorick on uh, a massive win. It was not on flow, but uh, congratulations on the win, Cody Swanson. In a 24 hours of the Carb Night Classic, one in the morning in both the Silver Crown Series and the Midget Series. I was there for the rain-shortened Carb Night Classic. I took a nap in the car while it rained. We then decided to go racing. It was freezing, freezing cold. I think it was like, I mean, 40 degrees with blowing rain is cold to me, 40 to 50. Um, and, and, you know, they tried to go out there. I don't know if the, tra if the track was super green. Uh, I know Bob East told me if when the track's green, it makes the track easier to drive. But there were a lot of cars wadding them up, including the best Silver Crown Series cars on the facility were wadding them up on that first night in D. Welsh. We don't know why. Well, and then they, you know, a bunch more of them crashed uh, on Saturday. I mean, they, they flipped one of them, uh, you know, down the front stretch. Nathan Bird flipped. Um, I don't think they had anybody crash in the midget race, but, um, they had, they tore some more, more stuff up. Tanner Swanson crashed again on Saturday. Um, obviously our buddy Kyle Hamilton had a, you know, really hard crash, uh, Friday. That was a, uh, a, a hung throttle. Um, 
but yeah, they, I mean, that's that, that can happen at that place though. You know I mean? You're going so fast and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, sometimes just a product of, of that place and the challenges of it. You, you have problems like that. Yeah. And, and my hat shake, my, um, you know, Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week is going to go to the safety innovations of our sport, including open we're racing the most. Um, because let's face this, let's face the, the fact and, and, and we're working on a project currently at flow right now that our sport has been riddled with tragedy. We have had a lot of great, great race car drivers. Some of the greatest of all time die in a race car. And right now, I mean, we saw Brady Bacon flip at Terre Haute. One of the biggest crashes I've ever seen at Terre Haute walk away, race that night and finish on the podium. Like one of the most heroic sprint car efforts I have ever seen at Terre Haute all because he lands that crash, gets the backup car out perfectly fine. I mean, I saw I saw he 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 won the rookie of the year at the little five hundred, and he has a little bit of a little bit of dash of red in the eyes. I mean, that's that's a trademark of a, of a big flip. But you know, dude was seven stories up. You could see the Chick Fil A sign behind Terre Haute, like the safety and 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 the Kyle Hamilton crash and the Tanner Swanson crash, and and you know, guys are walking away from crashes. And and racing again that night, like it's 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 changing, and the safety's better. Yeah, I I completely agree, and and I was going to give mine to Brady too, just for uh, what he did. You know, the fact that he you know got back in that thing, and and not only that he got back in it, but you know finished on the podium um, is I think just uh, I think a reminder of the kind of athlete and the kind of mentally tough person that these guys are that drive these cars. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, I think there's things that have changed with, with the sprint cars and, and open wheel cars, you know, in the last five or six years that have, have enabled guys like Brady to survive impacts like that. Um, you know, and, and, uh, it's a testament to the chassis builders and the the seat technology. I think is has gotten so much better, and 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 USAC too for kind of mandating that everybody runs containment seats. You know, I um, I don't remember what year that was that they they started mandating that, but um, I mean up until I think three or four or five years ago, I mean you could just run an old aluminum Kirky seat that you can you know bend with your hands. Um, you know, and and they USAC finally kind of got their you know, act together in that sense and, and made everybody wear, you know, or run containment seats. Um, and that obviously has, has had a huge, you know, safety bonus, um, you know, with, you know, come along with it. So you're right. I mean, I think it's, it's, we can never stop getting better, obviously. And we, and we won't, I think people are always trying to find ways to make the car safer, but, um, you're right there. There's been a, a step in the right direction, you know, recently, and, and I know it'll continue. Rico Abreu got the long toe award for the weekend, uh, traveling from Knoxville, Iowa to an eventual rained out, um, Port Royal Speedway. They raced on Monday in the, you know, in the Weikert Memorial. So, uh, I believe he ended up with a top five, top 10 there. Uh, sunshine continues to pick off, um, some good performances. He ended up finishing on the podium at the Weikert, uh, with Lance DeWeese and our buddy, Logan Wagner, the pilot, uh, that we had on the podcast ended up rounding out the podium at the Weikert, uh, Austin McCarroll looks like he won the Northern Outlaw Sprint Association. I think I saw Brad Sweet 
might have won at uh, Knoxville. So did Jamie Bowl. Big Money Brady. Uh, not only did he end up uh, a couple stories up at the Chick-fil-A sign at Terre Haute, finishing on the podium at Terre Haute, getting Rookie of the Year at the Little 500. He also won a 12 grand to win Waynesfield 360 wing sprint car event, D. Welch. I mean, it was a big week for Brady Bacon. It was, and I love the uh, I love the throwback uh, Hoffman scheme that was on his little 500 car. I think um, I think that was a nice touch, um, you know, and and because the Hoffman car the last few years has been the you know like the Kroger orange and white mean green kind of colors, but it was cool to have the the old red, white, and black um, OG Hoffman car, you know, out there on the track. So yeah, it was you know Brady, you know, turned to really bad start of his week into uh you know a really good one so it was uh there's a lot of guys that a lot of guys that had you know that had good weeks you know all things considered you know we talked about cody you know obviously he won both of the the midget and the sprint or the silver crown race at raceway park finished second at anderson uh in the little five and you know brady had a good weekend ryan Timms, our guest today um you know had a great weekend in, in both a wing sprint car and a midget um so there's a lot of guys that you know were were kicking ass this weekend Ten grand to win for our guest today, Ryan Timms, who I guess you could uh, you know say he's a teammate. Do you well? She races at Chad Boat Motorsports. Are you are you still running over there or what? I don't think so. All my stuff's gone, so I'm I don't think I'm part of the team anymore. <laughs> Did you get fired? <laughs> no, I didn't get I didn't get fired, but I'm not racing midgets anymore, so I'm not a teammate to anybody. Well, we're still we're still working on that. You you got to race the Chili Bowl, right? I don't know. Maybe if I the right opportunity comes along, I could probably be convinced. But right now, I don't really don't really feel like I need to or want to. To be honest with you, I'm perf perfectly happy running the micro. A tip of the cap to Christopher's cousin Robert Bell, uh, who won his second sprint car feature. Why not double up? Uh, the cool facts comment winning at Oskaloosa a few weeks ago and back to victory lane again, D Welch. Uh, I believe the field of cars was three, but he did beat two other cars. He's won more sprint car races than you and I. That is that's 100% accurate. Uh, you know, besides the occasional R factor win I had back in the day, but uh, does not count. Um, you know, he put his hard heart his sweat and his tears into building a sprint car. And congratulations to Robert Bell on winning yet another sprint car feature. If I didn't mention you, I apologize. Um, but that is the people we got. So yours was bacon. Is that your, is that your Sun Dollar Restoration hat of the week? Bacon bits. Uh, dude, just chasing money. I mean, I know we got the macho man thing going on, but I mean, big money Brady seems a little bit more suitable at this point. I mean, he almost yeah. nearly won the 26 to Grand Kokomo uh, event, except for something happened with the throttle link cable or something. I mean, he's just literally showing up to the biggest races and trying to win them. That's the way to do it, though. You know, I mean, if you're going to, you know, I don't think he's he's quite ready to commit to a full wing schedule. So you got to, you know, you got to find, you know, you got to find the, the big money wing races and, and also, you know, you know, try to try to score on the non-wing side when you can. So um, every, everybody's, everybody's chasing the money. It doesn't matter if you're full-time wing guy, you're a full-time non-wing guy, you know, everybody's trying to make money. So you got to go where the money is.
And he scores a lot on the USAC side. He also sells a lot of T-shirts. And for his performance at Terre Haute, uh, he earned D. Welsh's Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week. Mine goes to the safety initiatives and all of those who contribute to that um, in our industry of open-wheel racing. You know, the Indy 500 was tremendous. Elio Castroneves becomes a four-time champion, joins Unzer, Foyt, and what's the other one? That I'm, am I missing one? Unzer, Foyt, Unzer, and Foyt, uh, Rick Mears. Rick Mears. That's right. Well, I can't miss Rick Mears. Um, but Elio Castroneves and, and, and no, you know, no major injuries at the Indy 500. I mean, that, that's, that's something to think about here with how terrible of a year we had in 2020 and all the tragedy we saw in COVID and the pandemic, a, you know, a nearly full, I guess, half capacity, um, you know, Indy 500, that crowd was amazing and everyone's safe. Everyone got out of Memorial Day weekend, uh, as far as we know, a uh, safe and, and that's important. So that's Absolutely. our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Again, they do water, uh, water mold damage, fire damage. They do storm damage cleanup. Insurance provider, they will get with your insurance provider, and all you got to do is sign on the dotted line, and the insurance company, your insurance company, will pay for whatever you need fixed on your house, commercial building, whatever else. Sun Dollar Restoration Visit Jason and Kim. Very kind people. Support racing. They support Dylan. They support, um, you know, others in and and you know Zeb Wise and, and others in the racing community and of course uh, racing facilities and stuff like that. So they're good people. Visit SundollarRestoration.net and that is our Sundollar Restoration hashtag of the week. All right, you ready to talk to Ryan Timms? Let's do it. Let's do it. The 14-year-old, nine-month Ryan Timms, who won a 10 grand 360 national sprint car race over the weekend and has, of course, won a Power Eye National Midget event as well. He's next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Our presenting sponsor of the Loud Pedal Podcast, it's Quick Bits and QuickBits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck, Jeep, I'm getting ready to get me a Jeep, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Jeep Auto a and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's Quick Pits. Back on the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing, and we're with um, a, the winner, a big winner over the weekend. He's 14 years of age, almost 15 years old, Ryan Timms, who won with ASCS and also won a Power Eye Midget Series event at Lake Ozark over the weekend. Congratulations, my man. Uh, have you ever watched the Loud Pedal Podcast? Do you even know who we are? Uh, yeah, I've watched it a few times. I watched... Um... Uh, I think it was. Did you have Tanner Thorson on here? I think that was him. Oh I yeah, yeah. I watched that one. Thorson. He's. <laughs> well, how's it? Uh, how's it feel, Ryan? To uh, I know that you know. Obviously, uh, you know you've raced the sprint car and stuff for a little while, but uh, kind of getting started in the midget with Chad Boat, obviously. So, uh, how's it feel to to come off a weekend like you had? Yeah, um, 
We won the first night in the midget and then almost got in the second night. Um, just messed up one time and uh, ended up second. But um, that uh, sprint car race, it was, I think, two. Uh, well, Blake Hahn flipped when he took the lead from me, and then um, Paguski flipped running second. So it was really just racing the racetrack and uh, just trying not to wreck yourself. So. I think we had a turkey night like that. What was it? Or was it Bakersfield, Dylan? You know, a couple of years ago, where you guys turkey were just night, navigating yeah. the ruts rather than passing cars. I mean, at that point, um, the challenge becomes racing the racetrack and just not hitting other people around you, right? Yeah, right. So, so when we've you're had in that a lot kind of guys. Go ahead, Dylan. Go ahead, Ty. Now you t- you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you're in something, when you're in a challenge like that, as far as, you know, racing the racetrack and, and, and being around guys that you're kind of new racing around, um, are there any kind of nerves that come with that? Are there any nerves associated with it? Um, no, not really. It's just uh, just race them with respect, and they'll race you the same way back. And um, that night, it was just uh, starting on the pole. Um, it was just... Uh, listening to my crew guys under the red and yellow and, and telling me where to run and um, just not making any mistakes. So we've had a lot of guys on here uh, on this show that are transitioning to a wing car from non-wing cars. And how long How long have you raced a wing sprint car? How many years? Uh, this is my first full year. I ran a little bit last year, like 10 or 20 shows probably, um, towards the end. Yeah. So you, but you, so you kind of started, like you ran micros and stuff and then, and then jumped to wing sprint Mm -hmm. cars. Um, and then, but you're going to the, you're running midget stuff too. Um, whereas a lot of guys, you know, are running non-wing stuff first and then now they're kind of transitioning to the, the wing stuff. So you're kind of doing it the opposite way. Um, but for you, like at this point in your career, is it just about trying to race as much as you can? Or like, I guess, why, why have the midgets appealed to you also? Um, I think it's really just, uh, trying to be the best in everything really. Um, so yeah, I think running with Chad and then having our own sprint car was really the best option. Uh, when we're not running power, I or USAC midget races for, um, ASTS or, moa stuff um but yeah uh the biggest thing for me was just like the mindset wise um it's like two completely different things uh wing and non-wing especially midget and a sprint car um so uh that was just kind of hard to get used to you came from the micro scene right running mostly micros is that where you kind of started your 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 you know where you became known is that is it is the micros yeah Yeah, where'd you race at uh port city was like my home track but uh, i started off at port city i-44 um but i ran everywhere i mean uh when i very first started i i-44 is just five minutes from my house um but port city was really where like the tough competition was so we'd run Port City every weekend in the junior sprints and uh, restrictor. And then when we moved up to non-wing and A-class, uh, we started running all the big money shows. What's, what's it been like for you um, getting to run with Chad? You know, and, and you have, 
you ran like Millbridge last winter and you got to be teammates with Kyle Larson. And, um, you know, obviously you've gotten to run some races with Chris Windham as your teammate. Um, so what's, what's that been like for you to have those guys and Chad to lean on as you, you kind of learn how to race the midgets? Uh, yeah, at the start of the year, um, we were both still new to each other. So it was really just, um, him getting used to my driving style and me getting to trust the car more and more. And, um, uh, all the, the crew guys over there, they're, they're really easy to get along with. They, uh, they work hard. Um, Chad, he's easy to get along with. And then, um, they're, I mean, they're all good guys. And, uh, I mean, after this weekend, I feel like that just, um, made me feel that much more better in the car. So, um, i I'm sure we'll do a lot better now. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as far as, you know, watching you and seeing you race, um, you know, one of the races that really stood out to me is the one that you got ran over um, by, by team as you were absolutely flying at that place with <laughs> Port City as your home track. Um, I guess your reaction to what happened there. I mean, you can't go fight somebody when you're 14 years old and they're like, you know, 30, 30 <laughs> some. But like, I mean, you probably weren't too happy about that, I don't think. Uh, no, I didn't really even know who it was until I got back to the pits because uh, it was just like right front almost to the left side. So I couldn't even see who it was. And then, uh, but yeah, it didn't really make much sense uh, just because there was no really reason. But uh, I talked to him and stuff and um, he talked to me the, the other night at a sprint car show somewhere. Um, up in Michigan, and um, it, I guess it's—I mean, at the time it really wasn't whatever, but you can't do anything about it now. So, yeah, he's what pretty is, chill I mean, though. You know, like I mean, he's—he's—I haven't seen yeah. him do that quite often. It was—it it was like a rarity, right, Dylan? Don't you think what teammates did there was a rarity? Yeah, I mean, teammates is aggressive, so I mean, you know, he's—he probably didn't mean for it to be that bad, but kind of in that same that same train of thought though i mean like it's it's amazing to me just as as more and more you know guys your age ryan have have come into the sport and and been competitive right away it's amazing to think about you know i mean i think about me at 14 years old if i had been strapped into a midget and gone out and raced against like you know the guys that would have been racing when i was that age like tracy hines and dave darlin and jerry coons jr like you know these grown man um and and you're doing the same thing you know you're racing against guys that have been racing longer than you've been alive so what is that like for you i mean do you get do you get intimidated i mean do you get do you ever have moments where you're like oh man that's you know whoever it is like you know how do you how do you handle that kind of that kind of uh attention on yourself you know when you when you are that young uh, yeah, at first I did, like, my first 410 race was uh, that wing shootout race in Arizona, and then my heat race I had Stuart Larson and Deweese and all them guys in my heat, so, uh, but, the like, the more you think about it and the, um, the less hard you race against them, uh, just, like, I mean, you just, you're not as good, obviously, and, uh. So I just think if you just don't think about it, like I don't think about it now anymore, but at the time I did and uh, just not thinking about it. And um, it's just another car on the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just you race the up. car, right? Not the guy in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. 
That's a real good point that you mentioned there. Um, you grew up in Oklahoma, so are, are you a midget fan? Are you a Chili Bowl fan? Who, you know, who's who's some of your favorite drivers? Who maybe do you emulate your driving style after? You seem, you know, quite aggressive, almost like a team as um, when when I watch you race. But it's fun to watch. I mean, like a Larson's super aggressive too. Yeah, um, yeah, I went to a lot of Chili Bowl stuff or all the all the Chili Bowls. So uh, I grew up mainly watching Larson and Bell. Uh, going at it i never really got to go uh when swim like when the swindells were doing it but um so yeah i was a big midget fan uh i always thought we were going to get a midget after the micro but we ended up getting a sprint car and then running someone's midget so but i'm glad we did that uh i feel like that's worked out the best so with it being your first full year in the sprint car and you're kind of starting to run a little bit of midget stuff um like what are your what are your goals for this year? I mean, what do you what do you want to accomplish that you haven't accomplished already? I mean, I feel like winning in both a wing sprint car and a midget's a you know pretty good uh, you know pretty good start to the year. But I mean, what else do you want to accomplish? Kind of you know in your first year here. Um, I mean, I really feel like just winning as many races as you can is just the main thing. Everything kind of takes care of itself. Like win all the midget races, you get power eye points and rookie of the year and all that and then uh sprint car stuff i'm not running any series mainly so for that it's just yeah winning as many races as you can i want to get a lot of seat time in the 410 so uh for next year um i'll be turning 16 next year so i'll be able to run like knoxville and eldora and all them places and all the 360 nationals all those big shows what what track of the Hmong that you just said, you know, are you most excited to go to? I mean, to, to race in the 360 Nationals will be huge. Uh, you know, eventually you'll probably race in the 410 Nationals as you get, you know, more more wing experience and, and big car experience. But um, what what are you most excited to go to here? Um, probably Eldora. I think it's uh, I think it's one of the best uh, midget sprint car tracks and um, good Silver Crown track too. It's just the banking and the speed is crazy. Cool. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ask one last thing here, Ty. And then if you've got more, we can go, but, uh, Ryan, this podcast started as a non non wing podcast. So I've got to, I got to talk non wing stuff with you real quick. So when's your next midget race? When's, when's the next time you're in the car? Um, I think power eye speed week is the next one. If there's no power race before that, I'm running the sprint car this weekend three different tracks in Oklahoma, one in Kansas, and then, uh, yeah, Power Eye Speed Week. Cool. Mm. So, yeah. no, so no Indiana Midget Week? No. Not okay. Probably not old enough. Yeah, not that I know of. That's right. What's the So the age for USAC, what is it, 15 or 16? What is it? 15, I guess. Yeah, I think USAC's 15, yeah. Hmm. You're not very far from that, are you? What did I see? 14 years, nine nine months? How yeah, close are you? 15. August 26th. Oh, cool. This one I turned 15. Cool. 15 hmm. years old. August 26th. 15 years old. I mean, I wasn't doing anything, Dylan. Like, I was not winning 10 grand in a, in a sprint car. I can guarantee you that. Um, but, you know, I was maybe just trying to find, you know, my next hot dog and, and ride my moped. That's about it. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's amazing. It's amazing what these what kids like Ryan do. I mean, it's it blows my mind. So it's awesome. 
there's been so many over the years, though, of course, you know, with with the Jeff Gordons and, and you know, Chase Briscoe is another great example. He he broke Jeff Gordon's record um, at Bloomington, you know, being becoming the youngest sprint car driver, you know, to win and then, you know, grinded it out, made it to the top. I mean, I guess we could just end it this way, uh, Ryan, and, and it's been a pleasure to watch you so far. And, and I know we're going to be, wa- be able to watch you a lot more. What's the ultimate goal? Where do you want to end up? What's your ultimate career goal? Where do you want to spend the majority of your career at? Uh, I know my uh, my guys want to um, have their own world outlaw team and just uh, run their own outlaw team. And I think um, to make a decent to pretty good living off a uh, world outlaw sprint car racing um, probably be the goal. But if some other offer that seems better at the time comes, and I guess I'll take it too. Well, you're on the right path, and and of course the boats have been to NASCAR. Um, you know, Toyota Racing Development uh, has has got their fingers on uh, the boat program, and and Midget Racing has produced stars. Uh, you look at Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. You know, Larson just won the Coke 600. Christopher Bell just you know has won already this year in the Cup Series. I mean, um, of course the Outlaws are cool, but uh, you're probably on a path right now to to shoot a little bit higher than that, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, we'll just see what happens. Like, whatever offers I get, um, just see what happens. See what we want to do. Cool. Well, appreciate the time. Good luck uh, this weekend in Oklahoma. It was fun talking to you, and uh, we look forward to seeing you win some more races. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for having me.